Hello, Mission Kids! Courtney here. It is a great day that the Lord has made. Happy Tuesday, my friends! I hope you all are having a wonderful day so far. Today is November 3rd, which is a pretty big day for our country. It is the end of our election season. So today is the last day that people can go and vote today. It's also a special listener's birthday. I would like to give a shout out to Ingrid, who celebrates her birthday today. I hope you feel so loved and celebrated by your family. And I have one other shout out to my dear, wonderful, lovely fiance, who was our podcast speaker yesterday. So shout out to Connor. Make sure you call in, tell him how much you loved hearing from him. Uh, he might just make a few guest appearances again in the future. But today I am back, ready to go with a story of a saint. And it's been a long time since we've been able to do a saint story, so I'm very excited to tell you all about Saint Martin, who was alive between 1579 and 1639 in Peru. He is the patron of barbers and lottery winners. And today is his feast day. Here's his story. Martin's father was a rich nobleman in Peru during the time when the Spanish first arrived to take over the land. He never married Martin's mother, an African woman who had been freed from slavery. When Martin was only two years old, his father abandoned the family. So Martin's mother had to do other people's laundry to feed Martin and his little sister. And as you might imagine, Martin grew up very poor. But when Martin was eight, his father came back. He took Martin and his sister with him to live in his lavish home in Ecuador. Suddenly, Martin, who used to worry about whether he'd have enough to eat, was surrounded by servants offering him piles of fine food on beautiful platters. And because Martin was a smart child, his father hired private tutors to teach him to read and write. A few years later, Martin's father was appointed governor of Panama. He decided it was too much trouble to deal with Martin and his sister, so he sent them back to his mother. Martin didn't want to live in luxury like his father. What he wished for most in life was to become a monk. But the laws in Peru said that no one that was a child of an African or a native of Peru could join a religious order. Because Martin's mother was African, the only thing he was allowed to do at a monastery was the lowliest chores. So when Martin turned 15, that's what he did. For eight years, he cooked and cleaned and cared for the sick of the monastery until the abbot decided that he didn't care what the law said and he let Martin take his vows as a monk. Not all Martin's brother monks welcomed him. Some of them made fun of the color of his skin and the fact that his father had never married his mother. Remember that Martin was half African. His mother was African, so he probably had much darker skin than the people around him. Every day, Martin went out into the streets to beg for money, but he never kept it for himself. Instead, he gave it to families who needed food and clothing, to poor girls who needed dowries, to people living in slavery and natives of Peru, and to students and priests. 
He listened to anyone who wanted to talk about their troubles. He grew healing herbs in his cell and cared for the sick of the monastery or in the streets. He planted orchards on the hills above the city so poor people could eat their fruit. He met with slave ships when they arrived in the city to comfort the people on them. He founded an orphanage and a children's hospital, and even a hospital for sick animals. And he treated everyone the same way, whether they were noblemen or living in slavery. Most of all, Martin loved to pray. Sometimes when he prayed, he'd rise in the air, and his fellow monks would fall him suspended there, several feet above the ground. One time while he was praying in church, the step he was kneeling on caught fire, but Martin was so deep in prayer that he had no idea what was happening, even after everyone else started to shout and run around. One day, Martin saw a little mouse in the monastery yard, watching in fear as a dog and a cat ate their dinner from the same bowl. So, Martin called the little mouse over to join them. It's all right, he said. In God's yard, you can all eat from the same bowl together. But other mice were running all over the monastery, getting into the food and gnawing holes in the monk's robes. Get some poison, his abbot told Martin. Put it out and kill those mice. Martin didn't want to disobey his abbot, but he didn't want to hurt the mice. So he got out the poison, but then he called the mice, explained what the poison was, and offered them a deal. If you'll stay out of the monastery, he said, I'll make sure that there's always food for you in the yard. Martin's fellow monks watched in amazement as a parade of mice trooped out the kitchen door and into the yard. And from then on, there are no more mice in the monastery. If Martin knew there was an empty room at the monastery, he often brought home a beggar or a sick person and gave it to them. But not all the other monks liked finding the sick and poor in their rooms, so Martin's abbot had told him to stop. Not long after that, Martin found a native of Peru in the street, bleeding from a knife wound. So he brought him home to the monastery, where he found him a room to rest, just like he always had. Martin, his abbot said when he found out, you've disobeyed my orders. Forgive me, Martin told him and please help me understand. I didn't know it was more important to obey than to love. After that, the abbot never tried to prevent Martin from helping anyone again. And although Martin had been poor and despised as a boy, when he died, all the finest people in Peru wanted to have the honor of carrying his coffin to the grave. I love the story of St. Martin. He didn't care what others thought of him, which is what we commonly find in the story of the saints. But there's another point that I want to make. No matter how much he deeply respected the abbot and the words that the abbot told him and the orders that he gave him, Martin still cared more about loving people as God would love them, as Jesus would love them. Sometimes... Things about being a Christian kind of feel like things you can check off. Yes, I read my Bible today. Yes, I prayed to God. Yes, I went to church. Yes, I listened to the podcast. 
but we're gonna find at some point in life loving people is not about having a checklist and making sure that we mark all of those things off that's not what being a good christian is being a good christian is being a light to the world and if you ever find yourself in a circumstance where you must love someone or obey a rule it may be that god is calling you to love someone now of course we want you to be safe and mindful and careful with your choices but there's going to be times in life where we're presented with an opportunity to show radical love to someone just like martin did my prayer over all of you today is that you will be presented with opportunities to love someone in a way that you never thought possible to interact with someone in such a way that they can only see the love of God within you. Our memory verse for the week comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 16, verse 13. You are a God of seeing. And now let us enter into a time of prayer. I praise my God this day. I give myself to God this day. I ask God to help me in this day. You may lift up your own prayers and petitions to the Lord during this time. And now as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Do you have a question for me, your lovely host, Courtney? Or do you want a chance to end up on the next podcast? Whether it be a birthday shout out, a prayer request, or just a funny joke, if you give me a call, your voice might be heard on the next episode. Call me at 423-708-5354. Can't wait to hear from you. And remember kids, God loves you. And you should give your parents some extra, extra love today. Because trust me, the world needs it on a day like today. Have a great day, y'all.